All right, my friends, welcome to another episode. Hi, Mama. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so excited today. This is this is um oh, digging back into some roots, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I am Paulette Reestini. I am your tribal hostess for Heart and Hustle Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. Uh, I am your transformational lifestyle and creativity coach, your global dance creator, uh, movement motivator, passion instigator. I love to dig in deep and find out what makes people tick. And then I get to share these magnificent people with you. And today I have a, a woman who is near and dear to my heart. We were just thinking about, we go back, I don't know. 20 years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Wow, 20 freaking years, 20 amazing years, 20 years of lots of change and development and instigation and inspiration and digging back into the ancient roots and cultivating new roots and forging places that have never been gone before. Oh, yeah. And uh, wow, I mean, and, and uh, well, let me introduce Shay Moore here. There she is over there. <laughs> if you're looking at the camera the right way. Um, and she's from Seattle. And I was just saying that I still call her Sharon because I've known her for that long. Uh, and um, so again, so Sharon, Shay, and I have gone back 20 years. In fact, you were my first outside of the Gypsy Caravan troupe. You were the first woman I taught to be a teacher yeah yeah i mean like wow yeah i know wow pretty freaking <laughs> amazing memories yeah and uh and i met sharon i met shay when she asked <laughs> me to come i see i told you i keep calling you can do it it's cool it's cool um when you asked me to come up and teach in for you in seattle a few times yeah and oh, yeah. just developed this beautiful relationship through the dance because of the dance uh, and what has been so awesome, and I'm going to let, I'm going to let Shay talk here in a minute, but I'm going to babble on for a bit. Um, what has been so awesome is to see the growth, the changes, the, a trickle down effect, uh, and to see Shay grow as a dancer and as a teacher and as a businesswoman who has now opened her own studio, which has been a, over a year. Yeah, a little over a year, year, almost a year and a half now. Woo, man. Uh, and, and just through different avenues of the dance and the different, the different routes we all take, and yet we still can stay connected. And how awesome that is and how profound that is and how, um, I don't know, Shay, I've just always been so connected with you, even when we haven't talked for years. There's been times when I haven't seen you for years, and then I see you a lot, and then I don't see you for years. And there's always that, that connection between us. And what do you think that is? Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, you're, you're a really special woman. I'm not just going to blow smoke at you, but you're a really <laughs> special woman in the way that you're able to reach people. Um, the reason why I was drawn to this was, I mean, this dance is because of seeing you and Gypsy Caravan on stage and being like, 
that whatever they're doing, there's something energetic about the way they're relating to each other. It wasn't just people performing. There was something deeper going on there for Mm -hmm. me that I observed um, that I very much wanted to be a part of. And I remember seeking you out because of that and seeking the dance out and the work that I do out because of that. And I think you're really good at um, cultivating those kinds of connections and relationships. And since that is also a calling that I have found within me, I think we both have kind of that, you know, that we were just on this kind of same wavelength about community and connection with people that um, I've always felt very supported and inspired by you in that work. Mm. And it maintains a thread even when we don't see each other for a long time. We're kind, we're kind of of the same tribe, you know? Okay, so love that. Thank you for that. Yeah. Beautiful. So why don't you tell our beautiful viewers out there a little bit more about yourself? Yeah. Um, so as uh, Paulette said, um, I have my own dance company. And I teach classes and I um, opened my own studio in the last year or so um, in improvisational tribal belly dance. So, um, for those of you who is a studio deep roots. Yeah. And deep roots dance is, um, my dance company, um, for, for folks who don't come to Paulette through the dance Avenue, just briefly the dance that, um, Paulette taught me and that I carry on the tradition of is a group improvisational dance. And so it's based on, um, a nonverbal language that we learn together and I liken it to, um, we learn how to write letters and then we learn how to make words and then we make sentences. And when it's done well and it's done right, you're making poetry together spontaneously Mm. in the moment. Um, And it's a really, like I said, you, you can't just be up on stage and be in your head and be by yourself. There's a demand of connection between the dancers and a trust um, that's necessary for it to work well. And so we feel that as performers and certainly the audience can tell something a little different. They don't always know what it is that they're seeing, but they're seeing something different. I've been on that side of it and I remember. It's magic. It's magic. Yeah. It's total magic. So what I remember and I, what I would like to tell you about, cause I'm not sure if I ever related this to you is that I remember when I asked you to train me to teach the words that I used were, I really love the community that you have in Portland and I want to build that community up here. Can you teach me to teach this dance so I can build this community? And that was for me realizing that the dance is beautiful and I love performing. I've been a performer all my life that I found a way to relate to other people through the art that no other art had allowed me to do before. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were and continue to be such a beautiful example of that using your art to connect with people. Um, that the reason I wanted a studio is to continue to expand that. So my career as it exists is inspired by the work that you have done in your life. And I'm so grateful for that. Hmm. (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to cry. We might a little bit. (laughs) You've been an incredible inspiration for me, Paulette. And I'm really, I'm honored that you're asking me to be on your, um, your blog here, but um, to get to tell you face to face in front of all these people, how much you've meant to me. Well, thank you. Yeah. And, and I mean, just to, just to bring that full circle is you were such an inspiration to help me build that vision, right? To help me, help teach me how to bring it to the people. Oh, cool. You know, I mean, seriously, you were the first one outside of my intimate circle 
of dancers who I allowed, who I trusted to take it further. And that, you know, that's a whole, you know, mother, daughter, letting go, um, sharing, giving, delegating, mm-hmm. you know, all those things that, that come from a personal relationship, but also a business relationship. Yeah. And so much of what I do here is I love to talk about the business aspect of being an entrepreneur, a creative entrepreneur, a solo entrepreneur, wherever we stand in that lineage. Um, Because I really believe that we can build on our dreams and be successful in our dreams and make money from our dreams and survive, but also those dreams not only fulfill us, but they give back to the world, right? Yeah. I think that's really, really important that the work that we do has that sort of message and that if we can strengthen someone else in the process, if we can inspire someone else in the process, if we can guide, help, assist, advise, whatever the words are, there share share that connection share that wisdom that comes with experience um i mean we just we have to be here for each other we are a a community we are tribal people Mm -hmm. you know we we have so much to share and people need connection people need community People need tribes, you know, of all, of all sorts. Wherever your interests are, there's a tribe for it. And yeah. if there isn't one, then start one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and if there is one, then build on it. Don't segregate it, but integrate it, right? Yeah. I think it's really interesting, too, um, kind of you're getting my brain worrying a little bit about the idea of um, having this passion and having this, Um, you know, wanting to connect with the tribe and also integrating that with your business philosophy. And I don't think there's a, I don't think a lot of our culture supports the idea of those things being integrated, that you have the way you make money and have the thing that you love and the two should never or can never even meet. Right. Oh, that's so true. So true. And I, I continue it. I continually hear that from creatives from artists and of course in my world it's predominantly dancers but there's poets and authors and the women that I work with that there's this fear of money that there's this lack of money guilt about making money about with something you love yeah and that it that can't change Mm -hmm. I mean I hear it almost every day I can't afford it money's tight we we can't afford it our our culture can't afford it and it's like, but you're holding yourself back. Mm-hmm. You know, money is just energy. But to live an expansive life, to live the life of your dreams and to, oh, God. I mean, this is, oh, this is such an important topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's big. It's like, whoa, oh, my God. I, I don't want to get too started on this. But, but um, to live in that lack mindset, right? I mean, even when I had my studio, I went through that, you know, and I've, I've talked about this before, but it was like, you know, so many people would say, oh, I'm paying you my, my paycheck to come here and take dance classes. And I'm like, well, actually you're not paying me. 
you're paying the business so that the business can be here to support you. Right. I'm sure it's the distinction. Have you found that in running your own business? Oh, I've never really thought. I mean, there's an integration and a separation between me and the business, right? Like I am my own brand. I am my own draw to this work, but this work exists outside of me as well. This business exists outside of me. That's very interesting. Um, yes. What I, what I acutely feel in that comment is the idea that their money supports this continuing to be there for them and other people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like uh, if, if you, if they don't show up, this work doesn't work. Right. You know, so this is a collaborative relationship and the money right. is necessary to, to keep the, the physical building there to keep the, the lights on. But um, we're, we're working together to make a dance class happen, to make a oh, studio that's, work. That's so important. That's so important. And, and I know, you know, having been in this dance business for so long, I see, I see so many changes and, uh, in festivals for, in, for example. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, even in classes and I'm sure that you've, you've been hit with this now too, since you've been running your own business, um, where people say, Oh, I'll come, I'll be there and then never show up. Oh yeah. And it used to be people would sign up a year in advance mm -hmm. for festivals. And now they wait till the day before mm -hmm. but the festival cannot run if people don't sign up six months before and commit to being present. Mm -hmm. And that's all about being present. I mean, that's a whole nother energetic realm of showing up. Yeah. And I think just kind of the pace of life with the acceleration of information on the internet that there's always something else to do if they don't do the thing they commit to. You know what I mean? Things are so easy to pick up and drop now versus I really need to be present for this thing, like you said. Well, and, and then I think that dives down into following what's the truest calling for you. Like, don't sign up for things if it's not what you really want to do. Mm -hmm. but sign up and show up and commit to what is going to make you grow as an artist, as a woman, as a business person, what, whatever that thing is. Yeah. Keep that promise to yourself. Yeah. And it does. It is a collaboration because that person can't do their work without you and you can't grow without them. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, so let's go back to you. <laughs> okay. That's good stuff though. That's like that a was really good discussion stuff. in itself. Okay. Yeah. So tell me what makes Shay more dance. Other people. If it, if it weren't for my students, my troop mates, other people, I don't want to be a soloist. Mm. I want to be part of a collective. Um, I like, I think, I'm not going to speak for you, but I imagine you feel very much the same that I feel I get the most growth and fulfillment out of nurturing other people's growth. 
Like that is a calling I did not expect. I, I often say that before I started teaching, if you told me that I was going to be a teacher, let alone a belly dance teacher someday, I would have laughed in your face because it was so something I didn't conceive of. Mm -hmm. um, I knew that I liked being around people. I knew I liked being social, um, but I didn't consider myself a mentor or a guide to anybody. And then when I found this medium for doing that, it tapped into a part of me that I didn't know existed. And teaching just became this, uh, like so fulfilling and so joyful and so energizing. Um, you know, I have people ask me after, you know, I've been teaching for, for 18 years now out of the 20 years I've been studying. And they say, don't you ever get sick of teaching like level one classes, basic classes? I'm like, are you kidding me? They're my favorite classes to teach. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's, there's a lot of joy in digging deeper with more advanced students, but introducing new people to this dance and to each other mm. is infinitely exciting to me. I don't imagine I'm ever, ever going to tire of that. It's, it's really different. And it's actually the most important level of teaching that you can have. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I totally agree. And it's the most rewarding. For me, yeah. for sure. Yeah, nice. And, and I know I've heard other people say, oh, I'm I, I am tired of teaching beginning. I just want to, you know, dance with people at my level and whatever. And I get that. I get mm -hmm. that, you know, and you, you, you kind of need both. I mean, you also need to be inspired. You have to feed yourself continuously. For sure. And, and you want to give students something to grow toward as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. So what does feed you? So. It kind of ties into what we're talking about. Um, right now, what's feeding me is different. If you'd asked me a year ago or two years ago, I think my answer would have been different. Um, so when I decided I was finally getting a chance to open my studio, decided I decided a long time ago I was going to open a studio, but now I finally got to open the studio. My ambition at that time was um, I really want to teach more workshops and I want to hold more classes and there's so much that I want to, um, you know, uh, do with my dancing. Um, and then I got the studio and uh, Studio Deep Roots isn't just dance. We have two dance studios in the building, but we also have these offices that I wasn't quite sure what to do with. They were just part of the part of the part and parcel. So I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we had like massage in here? Wouldn't it be cool if we had like energy workers in here and these could be like practitioner rooms? And I figured it would help me pay the rent and it would use those rooms and that would be fine. And then I'll be over here doing all my dancey, dancey stuff. And once I opened the space and I started um, finding people to rent those rooms and work with, I realized that the nurturing their businesses became part of what excites me now. Mm -hmm. I get to be kind of like a small business doula for all these people that come in that are, you know, conceiving of their own businesses, start striking out on their own for the first time for a lot of them mm -hmm. and that. getting to help them much like you, Paulette, when I came down and you taught me to teach, you didn't just teach me how to teach. You sat me down for an hour or two every time I came down to talk about business planning and advertising and developing my brand. I loved that you addressed that side of things. And I find that I'm taking a lot of the lessons I learned from you and through my years since then to say, hey, okay, so you're doing massage. You know, what's different about your massage business? What can we say about you? What do you want your marketing to be like? And I get to use the studio as a platform for boosting their signal. Mm. And that was very unexpected to me. I thought they'd just be 
money. And instead, <laughs> it ended up being an extension of this community just in a different form factor. Mm-hmm. It's really, really fun to discover. I love that you said small business doula. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and, you know, and that takes years of experience. Mm -hmm. You know, as we grow older, we do have years of experience. We have more wisdom, more training, more mistakes. (laughs) Yeah. And and more opportunities. (laughs) So what's been hard? What's been your hustle? What's, what, what have you had to get through or go over or deal with to be where you are? Hmm. <laughs> the struggles are legion. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think, of course, money is a big barrier to any big dream. Um, But I have an inspiring message on that one that uh, when I asked the universe for help with these things, the universe showed up and I am not good at asking for help from anyone physical or number one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm always considered myself very self-sufficient. I've always considered myself very a package unto myself. Um, And if you want to help, if you want to show up, great. That'll just make it a little easier. But this was so big. Starting the studio was bigger than anything that I ever tried to start in my life. And I realized there was no one person who was going to do this. And I had to suck it up and ask. And that was an internal struggle that I had to get over real quick if I was Mm going to make this dream happen. Um, And it was it was a leap. Like I remember I made a video um, to tell people that I was starting this and I needed their help. I had to redo that video like four times because I started crying. I started crying when I had to say the words that I needed help. Like that was a weird reaction, but not entirely surprising when I look at myself and finally got the words out and look what happened. Everybody showed up. Right. And now how does that make you feel? amazing yeah blessed um and a reminder that asking for help isn't a weakness that it's a strength because it took strength to say it um and there's no guarantee they're going to show up but if you're brave enough to try you may just be surprised well the ones who are meant to be there will show up yeah and then Think of what power you have given them by asking for their help. Yeah. I think that's really important too, because people want to be needed. It's a, it's a basic human need. Yeah. People want to feel significant. They Mm -hmm. want to be loved. They want to be connected. So you asking for help has given them the opportunity to stand up and do that. Yeah. And I think the result has been much greater ownership that they feel when they're there. I've been really surprised at how much they all feel this is as much their space as mine. And I want them to feel that way. I didn't realize the effortless way of just making space for them to do what they wanted to do. (laughs) Effortless, she says. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, making space for them to, to feel that and to to, to be a part of it. It's been really cool to see. 
and that whole community building. Yeah. Right. Takes a village, Follett. <laughs> it takes more than a freaking village. <laughs> a couple villages. <laughs> takes the whole fucking world. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it does. And, and how cool is that? And then, okay, so then you have your, your, oh, I don't even know what to call them. You have your tribe, you have your believers. Yeah. And then you have your defectors. Yeah. And I know that you've gone through that too. So what happens when you have the defectors? Um, I don't want to be flippant about it because it's emotionally difficult. There, I still feel acutely the, the, the space that has been vacated by some people that I've worked very closely with in the past. But I can say for whatever reason, you know, I've been very good at physically moving on in my life from things that aren't working for me. Mm-hmm. So when it was time to change tax, when it was trying to, time to do things differently. I, I just do it. It's in front of me. Face it head on. Yeah. Doesn't mean it doesn't, it doesn't mean it isn't hard inside sometimes, right? That struggle's real, but um, the quickest way to move through things is to move through things. Right. I think, and the most important thing to remember is that their story is not about you. Right. And it's hard to not take things personally. And I've been through that a million plus times and it's not about you. Everybody has their own story. Everybody has to do the things that make their life, whatever it is that they want it to be. And right. I mean, you could stop. Mm -hmm. Right. I know people who quit because of things like that. And it's, it's, oh, I love your chimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Didn't think oh, yeah. That's that. beautiful. What a perfect, uh, the angels are talking to us uh, right now. <laughs> I got a little sidetracked, but. Um, How have you moved through it? Can you think of? I mean, it's the same thing. It's like, well, I know what I truly believe in. Yeah. And I know what I truly need. Like there were times when I needed to go away. I needed to go away. I needed intense Mm self-care. As a creative, as someone who's always on stage or always in front of a room or whatever, I've burned myself out and I've learned those lessons, especially in my younger years. It's like just burn out, burn out, burn out. You know, you live through the excitement and the notoriety and the travels and the work and you're working 24 seven and and it's all exciting and fantastic and wonderful. But you're going you're gonna to fry. You're a finite resource. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, you know, for different reasons, different things, people have hurt me. T- times have hurt me. I've hurt myself. Um, I've learned all that, <coughs> which now makes me a really great coach. <laughs> I can tell you what not to do. But, <laughs> but, but that's really important. It is really important. And just to be honored, be able to honor yourself, be able to stay connected with your inner being, with your truth, with your authenticity, 
to be able to stay connected with your desires and what it is that you are here to do with your purpose and what is fulfilling to you and what feeds you and what makes you feel good. And no, you're not here to hurt anybody. You're not here to take anything away from anybody. And if that's what comes back to you from someone else, that's their story, you know? Uh, and to be able to step away and those who support you and love you and understand will be there. And those who don't, it's time to move on. Yeah. Well, and you in that you're kind of touching on something that I've long admired about you and something that I aspire in my own work is your malleability. And I think that's part of what makes you such a great coach is that you have allowed yourself to live many lives in this life. <laughs> that's true. You have. I mean, you talk about walking away and, and self-care and I think a lot of people think of walking away as leaving something, which of course it is, but I've always also seen you walk to something else yeah. and make something of that space that you've cultivated what would be a void into something different and interesting and feeding you in that time. And maybe you go back to that first thing that you love, maybe you don't, mm -hmm. but you made the most of that time that you were away. Mm -hmm. Right. And accepting that it's not failure to walk away from something that isn't feeding you or serving you right now. Mm -hmm. um, that that is a form of self-care to Absolutely. change your path, to change what's valuable. Um, it's when we become these, you know, get our teeth in something like a rabid animal and feel like we have to just cling on even mm -hmm. when right. we're being dragged by a truck, you know, um, that we do ourselves a disservice. It's okay to let it go for a while or forever. Yeah. And you've always been very good at um, honoring yourself and changes in your life to try on different versions of yourself. Right. And I don't think we all give ourselves space and permission to do that. That's a, that's a great point. And, and I think that's really important for people, especially the, the Uber creatives when, when you are in that creative space and then you're not in that creative space. Yeah. If that's okay, you know, and you can't force things and you can't cling because if you cling, I mean, what's that energy, right? Yeah. That's yeah. just, that's just creepy, gross fucking energy. Yeah. You know, it feels awful. It feels yeah, awful. It doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve anyone else. Yeah. Um, but it's scary. Change is scary, right? I mean, we, we, as humans, we tend to try and stick to what we know. So if this is what we've been doing, it's not working right now. If I just keep trying, <laughs> it's bound to get better, right? right. You know? See, and to me, I, 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 tr I, I try not to use the word try. <laughs> <laughs> because uh -huh. trying is, to me, if I say I'm trying to, I'm trying to come to class tonight. Uh-huh. Well, I'm either going to come to class tonight or I'm not. All right, Yoda. Do or do not. Right. There is no try. Fuck the try. <laughs> <laughs> My mother's going to be so upset. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she's going to be super shocked. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think that's really important, how, how important words are, for one thing. Yeah. Uh, but to allow yourself to do or not do, right? And be honest with yourself yeah. about it. And allow yourself, uh, allow yourself the growth and the opportunity and, 
And yes, change can be scary, but it's only scary if you tell yourself it's scary. See, there's the words again. Mm -hmm. I love change. I love stepping into something different. And I love growing and experiencing all that life has to offer. And it really is. I remember a long time ago, a woman was like, I can't change. I can't do anything different. I have to do it all the same all the time. And I was like, wow, that, that to me is scary because there's no expansion. You know, there's, you know, there's comfort in ritual, but there's also comfort in, in glory in expansion. I love the word expansion. I love, you know, it's all about living. Yeah. Creating. I mean, how do you create your dance? Where does that come from? Yeah, it comes from a lot of different sources. You can't keep going back to the same well. And I think that ties into your idea of change and the idea of exploring many different lives that some of the most inspiring, creative, interesting artists out there weren't just artists in a studio doing art they pulled from their experiences outside the studio. Um, And when I feel the most stagnant, it's because I've spent actually too much time in the studio dancing and I needed to get out and live some life and see some people and hear some music and do something different. That all feeds into it, you know? Uh, Vacations exist for a reason because you need to vacate your life sometimes. And it doesn't have to be a month in Bora Bora, it can be going to the beach for an afternoon and just taking in the sights and the sounds and the smells that aren't your usual sights, sounds, and smells. I just, I wrote a blog post about that last week called Road Trips and Retreats. Oh, yeah? It was like, oh, you know, you got to. Yeah. Go out and see the world. Go out and taste something new. Go out and hear something new. Go out, you know, expand your senses. That's why we have them. Yeah. I think um, we have, you and I and others like us have been very privileged to be rewarded for trying new things. Not to say that it wasn't risky and not to say that it always paid off, but I think largely I've had very positive experiences around stepping out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. such that it makes me feel safer to do so. And I think there's a lot of people who have either had bad experiences or just been conditioned through talk of people people they respect Mm -hmm. talking them out of trying new things Mm -hmm. um you know self-talk within their head that they haven't been able to move past such that trying new things is scary scary trying (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it but it's conditioning it's not truth it's all the 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 old stories the limiting beliefs that we have yeah telling ourselves Right. Or maybe someone else told them to us and we believe that. Exactly that. So what's true for you, right? Yeah. So what, what's next for you? Hmm. Um, funny enough, I think I would like to now um, get back into hosting more people in my, now that I have a studio that I can bring people to. And now that I'm over the, knock wood over the chicken with my head cut off first year of opening a studio (laughs) (laughs) um you know insanity everything that comes with that 
um, you were talking about inspiration, I feel like I really want to start tapping those opportunities to boost the signal of other artists mm. and bring in more inspiration for myself and my local community um, and see where it takes us. Try some new things. Mm. Good, good. Because you can do it. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I know you are. I know you are. I have every, every um, belief in that. And you did that years ago. You can do it again. Yeah. Yeah. So great. And we, and we need it in the, you know, the dance community, if we just bring it back to that for just a second, we've seen this big cresting wave that I was very blessed to get to ride for a time. And there's this kind of well right now in kind of interest and attendance. And like you said, festivals aren't, aren't really around anymore in the way that we remember them. And I find that like during our year, we have very busy performance seasons and then we have like around the holidays, it's a very low time and you can either use that time to be like, darn, we don't have performances, we don't have stuff to do. Or you can take that time as starting to load your basket at the grocery store with all the stuff you're gonna get to eat, you know, next. And I think this kind of dip in the, in the external, in the festivals and, you know, all the glory and fame that came with the big crest and dance, is a chance for rebuilding on a more intimate level. Mm. And that's where I fell in love with this, was my first workshops with you were um, that old house up on Capitol, or uh, Queen Anne. Yeah, yes. and we yes. danced in basically what was a living room. Yes. Right by the fireplace. Yes. And we totally as many those. people, I loved those workshops. Oh, they were so they fun. Were, they were so personal. And every this all grew into festival stuff and it kind of became a little, less personal mm -hmm. I feel like it lost a thread for me that familial bond that I felt this dance really cultivated on a on a more intimate level yeah. so I'm hoping that this kind of uh, you know dip in the in the business side of it as it were is really just we get to steep a little more like we used to we get to slow down a little bit connect a little more I'm hoping yeah, I, I think everything is full circle always I've seen so many circles and it does it ebbs and flows and it gets bigger and smaller but it continues mm -hmm. you know and there's there's those of us who continue it and i think that's really important too and you're one of those people um to to honor the vision of so many and also fulfill your own personal dreams and desires that's so beautiful. It helps to have mentors that believe in you. And you're one of those. And I, I really appreciate you sticking with me all these years. And whenever I've needed to call on you from, you know, crazy making times when I just needed a voice, you've, you've always offered that voice. And I really appreciate it. I can see why you're thriving as a mentor for so many people because you've always been one to me. So, yes, that was awesome. I know that we could pontificate. Um, I know. All of a sudden, I've been using that word pontificate um, <laughs> uh, on a lot of these subjects that we just hit on, and that was really profound. Um, and I really thank you for sharing some time with me and with all of us in Heart and Hustle Land uh, about, you know, growth and dreams and business and hustles and heartache and opportunities and just living the dream living the dream, fulfilling yourself so that you can fulfill 
others around you so that others can also live their dreams. And that's what you're doing and that's what you're offering. It's really beautiful. So thank you for being here with me. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I'm going to reconnect with you again. And thank you everyone out in Heart and Hustle land. I love that you were here today. And if you have any questions, please feel free to uh, ask me or Shay. And of course, I'll give you all her contact information for Deep Roots Dance. And um, until we meet again, many blessings. <laughs>